0: Welcome, everybody, to this week's Leadership Locker. I'm here with Rich Cardona. What's up? On this week's episode, we are talking about maybe you know people who are resources to you, but does that mean that you need their help right now? No. So there's a lot of different ways that we could take that conversation, which we'll dive into here in a second. But first of all, Rich and I want to uh, talk to you about this episode being sponsored by our friends at Tippy Toes. Megan and Sarah are the dream team over there heading up that organization, and they're freaking killing it. 30 franchises across the U.S. and overseas. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. It's our pleasure to work with them, and we're just honored to be part of their Orbit
1: Sarah Noose, the CEO, has a book out called Destined for Greatness. Let me just put it into perspective really quick. I hate to read because I get distracted easily, but I've been reading that before bed every night, and I feel like I'm a better person (laughs) for reading in general, but because of what she has to say. Uh, So Destined for Greatness, check it out. It's literally walks you through how Tippy Toes came to be and what she does to keep it thriving. And then Megan's podcast is Who's Your Mama? It's on uh, the Build Your Life Resume Radio, which is... Jesse Itzler's radio station that is 24-7 nonstop. And Who's Your Mama is about interviewing people like Sarah Blakely's parents, Kyler Murray's parents, interviewing the parents, specifically the moms of some of the people that we admire and want to be like. And I think it is an incredibly awesome concept. So all that being said, let's get into this.
0: Let's talk about it, Rich. So how do you approach that when you're an entrepreneur or really at any stage of your life where you have resources at your disposal and, you know, there are people that either have knowledge or services or products that can solve a problem for you, but you just don't need them right now. First, how do you define whether you need them or not? Because I think sometimes people are, they have struggle with impulse management. Fuck yeah. Like that's the biggest
1: problem. Look, like this is so important if you're a small business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur, I have spent hours and hours and hours thinking about this. And I heard an anecdote that reminded me of it very, very much. And that is just imagine you're at the grocery store or you're at Target or you're at Walmart or wherever the hell you go to get whatever the hell you get. And I have a just about four year old and inevitably, inevitably, can I get a toy? She sees something, she thinks it's gonna be cool. And in my mind, I'm like, that thing's gonna be in the trash in a week. Or she's going to lose interest tomorrow. That is the adult form of getting this kind of shiny object syndrome, even if it's people who you know, like, and trust. This is so unbelievably critical. And and here's why I've been to conferences. I swore conferences off last year. I said, um, my last one I went to was in November. I am like this year for 365 days, I'm not going to a single conference because every time I go, I see the booths, I see the people, I know the names, I know the creatives and I'm like, I need that. Like that's really gonna step my Instagram game up. And who gives a shit about my Instagram game because we're in the LinkedIn business. Right? Or I need this, or I need that, or a fucking tripod for a camera. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you want to be loyal because that person has good brand awareness, but do you need that? The answer nine times out of 10 is no. Now, I didn't have to go to any conferences in the last year, but I could tell you what. We've been on LinkedIn the whole time, and because everyone is engaging a lot more because of the circumstances of the pandemic, you have a lot more access to what everyone's doing and what they're about and what they can give you. Overtly, covertly, or doing it the right way, you are going to run into people who have something that you think you need. Put the freaking brakes on that shit. You have to focus. And this is like, I I swear, obviously, I've thought about this so much. But if someone asks you, what is your number one problem in your business right now? If you have to think about it, number one, need to get back to work. Like you're clearly not auditing your stuff or you and your team are just not in cahoots on figuring that out, right? The second thing is if you have multiple problems, that probably means you're looking for multiple solutions and you're gonna get that app, that software, that product, that service and hire someone that you're gonna get rid of two months later. It's just not worth it. Like the name of the game is execution. And I think you and I, I mean, Look, like we've tried out multiple services, but I think we've certainly put on the brakes out looking for all the answers to our problems. We know, I mean, if there's a whiteboard right there, it says exactly what we need and have we talked to the people that can help us with that? Yes. Are there a million other things we could add to that list? Yes. Sure. Yeah. What do you think?
0: I think there's multiple ways that you could look at this from, you know, a entrepreneurial or startup, you know, issue where, you know, most likely you started your own company at out of an impulse. Either you were like, I am absolutely done with this corporate BS. I'm done with being in that space. I'm ready to start my own thing. Okay. So your knee jerk reaction, and now you're finding all the gaps in your knowledge, right? You either did not have any knowledge on, you know, what are your resources? What are your tools? What are all the things that you have to have in place? Do you have your licenses? Do you have whatever it is? So there's those gaps that happen. So you're trying to find resources to fill those gaps. And there's a ton of them if you don't do all the legwork on the front end. And some of that just only happens even with the best of intentions. There are going to be gaps in the entrepreneurial journey, especially when you're a startup. But there's more if you're doing it out of a reaction. Number one, on the top end of that, if you're in a corporate environment and you hire contractors to come in and solve internal problems externally, one of the things that I always experienced was consultant fatigue. You know, there's always somebody else to come in with a better opinion and they're constantly undoing the work of previous employees mm. or previous consultants and a lot of times the way that filters out internally is that's just exhaustion and the loss of effort and impact because you're constantly shifting the goal and the target and the the measures you take to get there so there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of cut that in terms of like I have the resources I need but do I need them right now no I think a lot of people get too impatient to see the traction of their efforts and they're attracted by either the new innovation or the new voice in their ear. And those things are when it's, it it becomes dangerous.
1: Well, everything, the consultant fatigue, the people who are around it, like endure it just as bad, right? Like not the people searching for the solutions, but the people, the solutions are intended for. Well, hold
0: on a second. I think, I actually think that that's, The person who doesn't get exhausted by that is the decision maker.
1: Mm, Exactly.
0: Right. So like it's everybody else that has to bear the the burden of it.
1: Yeah, because you get excited. It's emotional. It is an emotional response where you are like, this is going to be it. Just like this toy is going to be so cool, and I'm going to play with it forever. This like, person
0: has all the right answers. They've been to all the right places. They know all the right people. They have all the right processes. We've been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's it's not a unique experience to come across people who are experts at selling. Um, I'll give you one example there was an organization that I worked with and one of the decision makers was really, really easily enamored by people who could speak their problems back at them, right? So if you could easily diagnose, you were in. And people discovered that they were easily being able to to be convinced of, you know, whatever being a valuable thing. And inevitably the turnover window for contractors coming in, it was just a revolving door because, you know, they would come in and then the relationship would quickly go south when you realize like this person just like, did not have what it took. And the team would constantly say like, this is not a qualified candidate. This is not a qualified consultant. They are not doing what it is that they say they do. And inevitably that eventually blew up in their face because they spent premium top dollar to bring in consultants to solve a problem that the staff was telling them they knew how to fix. And I think that's the other other part of the equation is are you not listening to the trusted voices around you if they're saying this is a you problem, not a company problem?
1: And as a business owner... You might not have the voices around you who know you or your business model well enough yeah. to, to make that assessment for you, which is why you, this is like uh, entrepreneurship is the ultimate exercise in self-awareness because you're just going to be all over the place. The other thing I wanted to say is you're talking about consultant fatigue. If you're getting people and services and products that are coming to help you and save you and all this other stuff, I have a reality check for you. You don't fucking have the time to execute half of that shit. Yeah. At, all, especially if things are going well. So, you are going to quit these things after 60 days, or you're going to get that 12 week boot camp on whatever, and you're not going to do it because, look, like we're all, at least in my opinion, those of us that are thriving, and I would consider ourselves thriving, we're in execution mode. So, the resources are people that are going to do for you, not explain to you what's going wrong and and what you should do about it. Like, look, like we don't have time to execute anything new. We have time right now to delegate, delegate, delegate so we could get to the future. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to say is this, and this is like full disclosure and hopefully putting this into the universe, makes sure it, it happens. We said this episode was sponsored by Tippy Toes. Well, guess what? Eliza and I want to buy a franchise. Yep. And are we going to do that right now? because that is a good resource for us and it's an extra income stream and we trust and know the people and would lay down in traffic for them? No, what did we say?
0: A year, a year to two years. It's a long-term plan, man.
1: It's a long-term. And that's how you have to play this game.
0: I think, yeah, and I I would just add on to that. I think having patience is the key. And, you know, along with the self-awareness also comes the responsibility, one, to be patient. But then in addition, you have to give yourself grace especially when you're starting out in the entrepreneurial journey, it doesn't really matter how many resources you have around you, how many expert opinions you have around you. The responsibility rests on your shoulders to pull the plug and make the decisions. And sometimes you're going to make the wrong decisions. And I think as long as you're learning in the journey of like, okay, not going to do that again. I learned that's not going to be a service that's beneficial to me. There's room for you to make concessions that you're going to make those calls. And sometimes you just have to learn by having the scar. And, you know, sometimes that means wasted time. Sometimes that means wasted resources and occasionally it's both but at this at the end of the day like that frustration is okay and it, it it behooves no one i think to put yourself or put others in the position of having to say i told you so you know what i'm saying and i and i think a lot of times professionals or entrepreneurs or whatever can often have that perspective of like yeah we saw that coming we could have told you we would have warned you against that consultant we would have warned you against that service And, you know, you can do that to an extent, and you should. I think we have a responsibility to care for others if we see something that's, like, super alarming. But at the end of the day, like, you got to have grace for yourself and you have to have grace for the people around you.
1: I completely agree. And and one thing you said that just like I had this visualization in my head and it was relationships are greater than resources. And, and what I mean by that is this, like the resources won't go away. If you maintain the relationships, if you jump on all the resources, especially if they're people, you know, and it doesn't work out going back for seconds, is probably not going to happen because it's not a good experience for them. And it's not a good experience for you. However, if you maintain the relationships and these people are resources, one thing I think that's actually going to happen. If they're really good freaking people, they're going to be like, dude, you do not need us right now. Mm-hmm. Number one. Two is by the time you can afford them or use them or realize now they fit into your game plan. And then maybe it's a year or maybe it's two years, dude, they're two years better than they were when you first met or when you first thought you needed them. And it's just gonna be better for you. It'll be probably a much better investment in the long run.
0: Yeah. And I would say the opposite side of that spectrum is the fact that having the integrity to say you don't need us or you know what, I don't need you right now, but you know what? I know your services can benefit somebody in my network. Totally. Those referral things, I, I think people have this over professionalized idea of what referral looks like. It really is just relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many people that we've come across where we're like, hey, you know what? We're not going to be a good fit for you. Either it's budget wise or your priorities don't align with our service. Mm. But we know people that can help you, whether it's a website design or all these different things that we've made those connections for people. There's no incentive on our end. We're not making money off of that. But it truly is. Like, we see a need that you have. We're not going to be able to meet that need. And we want to make sure that you can get it met by people that we know and trust and that can serve you well. And I think that having that perspective, not just in in terms of who you recommend, but also, you know, just being able to say, like, hey, you know what? I met this team. I met this consultant. I met this service provider, and they are exceptional. They literally told me no, but because they told me no, I like I'm going to tell everybody about that.
1: Oh, completely, it's because literally. they saved
0: me money and they also saved me for frustration. I was convinced they were going to meet my need, and they told me, you know what? It's not going to work.
1: It's literally yeah, the mechanic who's like, dude, that's you, right. You do not. Need an alternator. Yeah. You know, like, or or whatever. Uh, It's that person. You always remember those people. So, We'll go ahead and wrap. But hey, guys, uh, richcardonamedia.com backslash podcast for older episodes. Hit us up if you have any video marketing questions, marketing questions, publishing questions for Eliza specifically. But more importantly, if you'd like this podcast, if you enjoyed it. And I really, really hope you you were kind of nodding your head or disagreeing with us or whatever it may be. We want the feedback, but we would love it also on a review as well. The more you, you listen to us, the more other people listen. So thank you for your time and we'll see you next time.